0: Welcome to Adrenaline Podcast, with your host, Nat Mukfela. We have dedicated the last 10 years as a fitness professional to mastering our mind and our craft. It is our passion and mission to help each one of you to do the same. Over the coming episodes, we will be providing you with all the necessary tools to be able to take full control of your fitness and your lifestyle. We are very excited to go through this journey with you. So let's get started. Hey everyone, Nat Mukfila here. I'm talking today about five most common mistakes I see people repeatedly making when trying to lose weight. You can avoid making same mistakes to make the process easier and more sustainable for yourself. Losing weight is number one fitness-related goal in the world. Yet, informations out there may leave you running in circle trying to find the answers. So let's break some of these common mistakes that are made so that you can be sure you're on the path to success. Before I jump into some of these mistakes, I wanted to say this. Many of you watching this will tell me, Hey Nat, it's simple. Eat less, burn more energy. It's energy balance. Calories in have to be less than the calories out. And well, this is true, that we cannot get past the law of thermodynamic when it comes to weight loss. But the thing is, we are not so simple as human beings. In fact, there are so many things that impact the energy balance equation. This is what I wanna dive into, some of the mistakes, where people lean too heavily into the calories in versus calories out, that they forget what they're actually after, which is losing your body fat, maintaining your muscle, and optimizing your metabolism over time so that you can have a success in the long term. Short-term gain is not what we're after today. I want to set you up for sustainable progress that you can sustain and keep for a long time to come. Number one, too much cardio and not enough weights. The first activity people turn to when it's time to lose weight is to do more cardio. But here's the deal. When your body's in calorie deficit, it's going to do two things. Number one is going to look for energy stored in your body. Ideally, it's fat. The second thing it's going to start to do is to conserve energy wherever it can. So this does mean that your body is probably going to start chewing up some fat, but it's also going to likely start burning up and showing up some lean tissue, which is your muscle. Muscle is a very costly portion of the body to maintain. It burns a lot of energy. It's costly to upkeep. Therefore, when you're in a calorie deficit, your body's gonna start looking for a reason to strip muscle away. If that's the case, you're losing fat, you're losing some muscle, then you're not gonna get the lean definition look you want in your body once you achieve your target weight. You're going to have the same body composition you have when you first started. You're just gonna look a little bit thinner. So instead of hitting the cardio super hard, we need to focus more on weight training. This will help us maintain muscle mass and strength, which will give us twofold benefits. Firstly, we're going to look leaner when we actually drop the body fat that we are after. And secondly, by keeping your muscle, we're going to raise your metabolism. We're going to keep your metabolism high so that we can keep burning energy even when you're at rest. And now, before you worried about getting too bulky from lifting weights, Remember, bulk is a matter of how much energy you're taking in versus how much energy you're expending. So as long as you're in a calorie deficit, you're not going to start getting bigger or bulkier. It's not a matter of whether you're choosing weight or cardio, it's your energy balance. So next time you're in the gym, focus on lifting weights to sustain and maintain the muscle mass that you have. When you're outside of the gym, We're going to talk about how you can increase your activities throughout the day to increase your caloric expenditure and optimizing your energy balance equation. Okay, the mistake number two is high-intensity training all the time. See, high-intensity training is everywhere in the training world. From cardio to weight training, it comes in the form of CrossFit, boot camp. There's no shortage to the high-intensity solution to your fitness and weight loss problems. Now, I have nothing against high intensity training. If it gets you excited, the classes are fun and you will see some early results. That's great, keep it going. I just want you to know that there may be some issue long-term and some diminishing return with their approach to training and here's why. True high intensity training is very stressful in your body. Stress in all forms can lead to an increase in cortisol production in your body, which is your stress hormone. Furthermore, high-intensity training typically has lactic acid production that is also associated with it. The lactic acid that pours in your body that is going to dramatically impact your digestion, the way that you break down your food to the way you absorb your nutrients when you're digesting your food. This combination of lactic acid, stress, and a rise in cortisol would lead to over time to things like poor sleep, having a difficulty managing your hunger signals, satiety, and likely to feel low in energy. Very stressed out individuals start to crave sugars, salt, and food that are not optimizing their energy balance equation, leading to the fat loss they are chasing. Another important consideration is that the total of the calories that you burn in a day is most important. If you go so hard in your training that you have no energy to move for the rest of the day, the net effect on how much energy you're actually expending might end up being lower than if you were to choose to go with a more moderate exercise approach that left you with the energy to go out and be active throughout the rest of the day. I don't want you to go all out in 45 minutes in your training, expend all your energy, and then all you want to do for the rest of the day is just to sit there and be sedentary, and end up not burning as much energy as you could have. A better choice, in my opinion, is to continue to train weights very hard. That's going to help you maintain your muscle as we already talked about. When it comes to cardio, choosing a sustainable aerobic work that you can do for 30 minutes to 60 minutes, it's a good clip without wanting to stop or without feeling like you're going to pass out. That would be optimum cardio approach for somebody who is trying to stay in a fat loss, sustainable approach to losing weight. Things like going for a walk, hiking, inclined treadmill, going for a bike ride with your friends, swimming, or any of these things that you could find it even more enjoyable to you is a good choice when it comes to trying to increase your energy expenditure daily to optimizing your energy balance creation that can lead to more fat loss and retaining your muscle. Number three, going too big with your calorie deficit right at the gate. If a calorie deficit is what we're going after, then isn't a big calorie deficit better? Wrong. A large calorie deficit should be reserved for industry professionals who actually impact their job. And I'm talking about actors, actresses, athletes, people that need to do something very dramatically and very quickly that they get paid for. See, these individuals get paid to do this and realize it's not sustainable and shortly after they shoot, they game, the performance, they will go right back to the previous body composition, which is not what the vast majority of you are after. It is finding fat loss that you can sustain for a long time, so steer away from these large calorie deficit. I want you to think about what it feels like to be very sick, like when you have a very bad flu. All you want to do is crawl up in bed and not move. This is a similar feeling to what happened when you go into starvation mode and you have a super large calorie deficit. Your brain signal will start changing, your motivation will plummet, your energy level will drop, and your body will do things to slow you down because it doesn't want to waste away. Something else I like to remind everybody of. Our biology is way more powerful than our willpower. That's right. When our hunter-gatherers went through a long period of starvation, there needed to be a strong signal going through their brain to go out to find food, something to overcome the energy deficit they were in something that would drive them out into the wild to hunt for food or animal. Guess what? Nowadays, we don't need to do any of that. We literally just need to walk into our kitchen and find an energy-dense food that are right there at our fingertip or pick up your phone and call Food Panda. So when our biology kicks in due to low level of calories you're taking in, this hunger signal are going to go crazy and your willpower will not overcome that. So instead of cutting your calories in half, doing 50% or something crazy like an 800 calories a day diet, I recommend you finding something more sustainable that will not test your willpower or test your biology and not to drive your energy into the tank. What that looks like is figuring out what your maintenance calories are today, then take about 10 to 25% reduction, Closer to 25% if you have more experience and you have done a bit of dieting in the past. Perhaps you can lean towards the 25%, but just know that the larger the deficit from the baseline or the maintenance, the more challenging it will be over time to stick to. So if you're new to this game, start the 10% and we will talk a little later about how you can increase that if you need to see more dramatic results. Mistake number four. It's the frankenfood out there. What am I even talking about? I think you want to eat a lot of food without getting a huge caloric intake. That means more food volume and less energy dense. If that's what you want, I encourage you to stay away from the processed foods that are masquerading out there as healthy food. If the package or the box of the back of the food that you're about to eat says low calories or non-fat, some other illusion of being low density and energy, then I promise you that they're doing something to the food to make the food taste better, like adding more salt or adding more sweeteners, something artificial to make the food taste even better and make you crave for even more later. They know how to design the food to hit the pleasure centers in your brain, which only perpetuates your need for things like this that will ultimately get you eating more of the food, more of the calories down the road. I always say that when we're eating real food, food that is hot when we buy it, food that we have to prepare with our own hand that isn't processed. That's when you can actually start to trust our brains to understand of hunger really is. We can start to trust the signals that are coming from our brain to our body saying when we are hungry and when we are full. Furthermore, our taste preferences adapt very quickly. If you start eating whole foods, then you will appreciate and crave whole foods. If you eat low-calorie or non-fat foods that are trying to reduce the caloric intake, but they're doing so by adding in sweeteners and salts and fats in order to hit those pleasure centers, you're going to continue to crave those food and want those foods. So we have an opportunity to change your taste preferences by leaning into eating whole real foods. Now, it might seem tempting, Hey, I can eat this package of food and it's only 100 calories from it. Guys, I'm asking you, please recognize these foods are engineered to hit your palate in a way that is not going to stop with just 100 calories in the package. It's going to lead you to another package with another 100 calories or even 400 calories later on. Truly, your best bet is to stick to whole food. Foods that when we eat them, we can actually trust our body's ability to be satiated to understand you had enough and actually get away from these preferences or cravings for very energy dense foods that are just sitting out there for you to go and eat it when your willpower fails. This is how I recommend you approach this topic. Aim to eat five ingredients meals when you get going. What is a five ingredients meal? It means that literally only five things in your meal that you're eating. What this does right out of the gate is pretty much remove every processed food on the market you look at most packaged ingredients you look on the ingredients label it says at least seven to ten different things on the label that removes from your meal so how do you build this meal well number one grab your protein number two grab your vegetables number three grab your fruits number four add some starch and lastly you know, add some healthy fat on there. So this could look like a lean chicken breast, some broccoli, maybe some peach and some brown rice and drizzle some olive oil over the vegetables. That's five ingredients meal. These are things that you can pronounce, that you can handle with your own hands, that when you go to the shop for them at the store, they're actually real ingredient themselves. They're not sold in big packages with list of ingredients. Okay, number five. This is the guesstimating your calorie needs. Online calories and macro calculators are all over the internet and will lead you to believe that if you can just plug in your stats, you can plug in your activities level, you're going to get this magical formula that you can just go into the kitchen and follow, and then the fat is just going to melt off your body. Well, I assure you, it's not that simple. So if you get to the bottom of what's really going to help you change your body, then at the very least, you have to understand that online calculators are simply just a starting place. That if you really want to see if this is going to work for you, you're going to need to track what you're actually doing, what you're actually eating every single day, all the things that you're putting into your body, the weight on the scale, and how you look in the mirror, those things don't lie. So start tracking your food closely, monitoring your activities level, And then measure your progress you're going to get a feedback so quickly all the information is right there for you to know am i losing weight or am i not yes i can hear you right now but nat tracking food is so tedious look you don't have to track your food for the rest of your life however if you're getting started on your fat loss or weight loss journey i highly encourage you to start tracking very meticulously use Precision. The two times you should be doing this is when you're first getting started, or you had a plateau. If you're having success, the weight is melting off your body, you don't need to track. But anytime you're having a hard time getting the move in the scale that you want, or anytime you're getting started with a new plan, it is very important that you track and do it in a very measurable way. Also, I highly recommend that you have at least two different ways to measure your fat loss and your improvements. The scale is a great way to start, but you know that the scale sometimes moves quite slowly, especially when you're new to training and you're just getting started. You might be building some muscle underneath, which makes looking at a scale tricky to understand how much fat you're actually losing. So consider doing a body measurements. Uh, measuring your arms, your thighs, your waist, and your hips. Or get on a machine that gives you an estimate of your body fat and your body mass. This will give you a better idea of where you are at. And you want to do this every four to eight weeks. That would be a good time frame to do so. So as I mentioned before, you have all the feedback you need after two to three weeks. You can recalibrate and see what's happening with your results. If things aren't moving in the direction that you would like it to move, I suggest making a small adjustment, um, 5-10% to caloric change for yourself and add 30 minutes of cardio each day or go for 30 minutes walk each day. These small changes might add up to something notable that starts moving the scale and fat loss in the right direction. Also make sure when you go onto these online calculators to estimate your maintenance calories don't overestimate your activity if you're moving for an hour in a day in the gym or at the boot camp and the other 23 hours of your day you are relatively sedentary it's a common mistake i see a lot of people make when they're trying to get started they overestimate how active they are each day therefore they get the calories number when you're getting started are way too high for what they need to lose their body fat here is an overview make minor adjustments check in every two to three weeks that's the ticket to staying consistent and sustainable. Okay, I want to throw some bonus tips at you. This one is called sleep and hydration. The reason I want to bring these two up because both good sleep and good hydration lead to better appetite control, improve energy and reduce cravings. The moment you stop prioritizing your sleep and stop drinking enough water, your brain will start getting a little bit fussy. You're going to start to get these sugar cravings, and your brain is not going to be able to work them off. This is when your willpower starts to fail. Your brain will start telling you that you're very hungry, that you're starving, but in fact, you're actually just thirsty. Your energy is going to plummet, and therefore, when you go to exercise, you're not going to be able to train as hard. Therefore, you're not going to be able to get in the weight training sessions to maintain your muscle. And when you're outside of the gym or after you finish training your boot camp, you're not going to have the energy to boost your needs, your activities throughout the day, which is a big part of optimizing your energy balance equation. So please, if you're trying to lose body fat, get eight hours plus of sleep per night and also aim to drink at least half of your body weight in pounds as fluid ounces of water each day. I hope these tips help you. And if you want to get more nutrition training information from me, be sure to sign up for the next challenge or work with me personally. I will dive more deeply of the concepts and the methods that has given clients of mine and the challenger in the past the lean muscular look that you're looking for. Check the link below and thank you so much for listening. Have a nice day, guys.